guys. It's Kayla here. I am back in the podcasting closet recording again today so that I can bring you episode number three of Failing Miserably, Ordinary People Fucking Up Extraordinarily. Um, today's episode is super exciting for me because I get to open it with I what I hope that you all noticed was a brand new uh, theme for the podcast, which I am just like super, super thrilled over. Uh, my friend Terry that is actually being featured on this episode recorded it with his girlfriend Kelly, who is mentioned in this episode. And it's just super special to have two people that I love and think are like amazing be involved in this project in general. Like I'm just so beyond grateful for their help and for their fucking like amazing ass musicianship and skills in general, just to even like be blessed with that on this podcast is just, it's super cool. So I, I'm pretty stoked that I get to roll out that new theme, which you all just heard, um, in conjunction with having Terry on this episode. But before we jump in to the little interview that I had with him, I did just want to go over some show notes from episode number two that I recorded with my friend Taylor. Um, that was middle school madness. I think the biggest thing I just wanted to bring back up from episode number two is that it was very much recorded from the perspective of us just like looking back and reflecting on what it was like to be 12 and 13 years old and just kind of like, I'm sorry, not 12 or 13, like 13 and 14 years old and just kind of all those weird like feelings that you have about people in middle school in general. Um, I was very much speaking from the way that I thought that I felt at that age, not the way that I feel now. So I did like after going back and listening to the episode, want to come through and just point out that Taylor and I have no ill will towards the person that uh, we brought up in that episode quite a bit. I mean, a lot of it was just petty middle school drama, some of which we totally and completely fed into. And I just wanted to add that, you know, I think it's hard for everybody in middle school in general we all just go through this horrible season of life where everything is just confusing and hard and people are mean and nasty to each other. And Taylor and I, I'm sure at many points, we're not the nicest girls ever. So it's just very much like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to come in and just kind of clear the air on that entire situation. Not that I think that it was super controversial or anything, but I wanted to extend a little bit, I guess, of like grace towards the person that we brought up because, you know, she was going through a shitty time at 13 and 14 years old. And I'm sure, you know, had as many problems as Taylor and I had at that age. And that kind of stuff just causes you to act a certain way. Nobody's perfect at that age. Taylor and I were not perfect at that age. And, um, ultimately there's just no ill will, you know, continuing to live out of everything that went on then. Um, and also the fact that we were able to go on a field trip like that in general was just something of like immense privilege, especially at that age and, and the area that we live in. So I also wanted to, you know, bring that in and, and mention that as well. Um, it's not that, you know, we walked away from that field trip unhappy, and ungrateful for being given that opportunity to go, you know, uh, go and have that kind of an experience. It's just that it was very eye-opening, I think, at 13 and 14 years old to just kind of be out on our own for the first time. So I, I hope that makes sense. And I just wanted to kind of clarify 
clarify all of that before moving forward into episode number three and, um, you know, just take a moment to acknowledge those things. But I am super, super excited to, you know, be rolling into episode number three with my friend, Terry. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. It was super fun to record. Um, I I think there might be a little bit of just like audio quality control issues there, but I am hoping to be getting a microphone, an actual microphone, uh, really soon. So that should help alleviate some of that. And I think the conversation is great, even if the audio isn't a thousand percent. So if you're a stickler for audio quality and everything being super perfect right off the bat, and this might not be the podcast for you and that's okay. Um, one of the things that I, I'm just looking forward to in this process in general is being able to like learn and grow just in audio editing and um, recording in general, because it's not something that I really have any experience in at all. And I'm a fucking DIYer to my core. So I'm excited to kind of teach myself and, I don't know, start busting this shit out to the best of my capabilities. And I think that at some point I'll be able to look back and be like, hey, like you really grew in this thing and you've come far. And then I'll be super stoked about it. Progress is cool when it's measurable. I mean, progress is cool either way, but sometimes it's nice to have measurable progress, especially, you know, if you're a person that like me that tends to want things to be perfect all the time. Um, this is a good, this is like a good way for me to get my feet wet and like, I guess, grow from the concept of you don't have to have everything a hundred percent figured out from day one. I think the reason that it took me so long to get started on this project in general was just that I felt like I didn't know enough to be able to put something together that would be quality enough for people to even want to consume. Um, but ultimately that's kind of lame and I should do something because I want to do it and because I want to have these conversations and because they bring me joy. So this is me officially saying, fuck that negative headspace. And we're going to roll forth into cool interviews and conversations with people that I think are awesome and that I think that other people would enjoy hearing. I don't know. Anyway, enough of this bullshit. Uh, We're rolling into episode number three with my friend Terry right now. Thank you for tuning in. I'm a dirty hippie who lives in Northern California. I've known Kayla since second grade. And I'm a musician, a backpacker, van lifer, I guess. Well, I mean, that's my, that's my current miserable failure right now is that I bought this van that can't even go anywhere. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I'm pretty liberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you had your own podcast for a while, which was super dope. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm an ex-podcaster, which is another one of my failures. (laughs) So how was your overall, I guess, like experience when you had your podcast? It it started out uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it was like really cool because I, I mean, I, I just got to like talk about my feelings and shit and um, in a, in a time where I didn't really feel like I got to talk to hardly anybody just because, you know, i was living up here and I had just recently moved like even further into the mountains and stuff away from everybody. So it it started off really good. It was really cathartic for me to get through a lot of stuff. 
and uh, just working on, you know, it was like a, it was like a diary kind of, but it was different. And, um, and then after a while it, it did kind of start to become like, I ran out of shit to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, just because I didn't have any kind of, I didn't have any kind of structure towards it. So I just like, it kind of petered out and I was like stressing out about it every episode after a while. Cause I was like, I really just like, I feel like I need to come up with some kind of breakthrough or have some sort of topic for every episode. And, and it, it just like, sometimes I would just like not even want to do it, but I would do it anyway. And then I just started skipping weeks and then it just fell apart. <laughs> I feel like that's the hard thing about doing this is you want things to feel structured, but at the same time you kind of want it to be organic. So it doesn't feel like this like methodical thing that you're sitting down to do, but at the same time, I feel like it's really like a struggle to come up with some kind of, I don't know, like a formatting basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up with like little, little things to like add into the, you know, like I was, I tried to do other things to get people more like being able to participate in it or with me and like trying to be more engaging towards listeners and and stuff. And it seemed like the more that I reached out, the more people kind of like pulled back. (laughs) <laughs> so I was like, well, that's embarrassing. So I'm gonna stop doing that. And I feel like uh, that's hard. People are like, oh yeah, this is a great idea. Like I love your idea for it for what you're doing. And then you reach out and you're like, hey, do you want to like join me? Do you want to be a part of it? And they're like, Nope, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I'm I like to watch what you're doing, but for me to do it, that just that's not gonna happen. <laughs> totally. so getting guests on was difficult and because getting people to want to talk about like the stuff that I wanted to talk about because I was like you know so I got fucking daddy issues what about you and they're just like <laughs> oh I thought we were just gonna make shit and dick jokes <laughs> you know like I'm like no, this, it's not a con like I'm not a comedian I'm not you know I'm not Joe Rogan I'm not Chris D'Elia I'm not like a you know I'm down for a silly goose time but I was my podcast was pimp my life though. I wanted to make my my shitty life better <laughs> but everybody just wanted to kind of like i don't know they want, i don't know i mean they wanted to get on and, and get deep but i i guess it was just like i wanted people to come on and help me come up with stuff to talk about because i just started feeling like i don't know maybe i was grasping too hard maybe i just hugged everyone to death <laughs> that's funny I, I just suffocated i don't know but um it was good. I got a lot out of it, you know, because it was mostly just me trying to do the rambling type of podcast. And I can only, you know, some days I have days where I can talk anybody's ear off, but like most, most days I'm pretty, uh, pretty introverted and like, I need to be alone a lot or I start going crazy and it takes a lot for me to be nice. Yeah. That resonates <laughs> that, that, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like now is a good time like to start this in general just because my batteries are like nice and built up by the fact that like I am in forced isolation right now. So I'm like everybody let's just talk about all the things because then I come home every day and don't have to interact with people. But we'll see how this goes when I am used to like being back in work and having to deal with that. But, you know, work in progress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but good on you for uh for trying to to do something, you know, like trying to reach out in some way to get people, you know, more interested in, I don't know, quality conversations like you, like you 
told me that you were like starting this for made you crave the quality conversations. And uh, I think that because I, I've had my own like pandemic endeavors and stuff where, you know, I would try and do this or that or something like that. And I, I just feel like, well, most, well, everybody's allowed to have their own experience and everybody's allowed to, um, you know, deal with the pandemic in their own way. And they're able to, you know, everybody's, everybody, I honor that. I want everybody to, you know, if you can't be productive, don't, everybody's going through a traumatic experience. I totally get that. But for because other people are doing productive things and then that makes you look at your unproductive unproductive self and make like that makes you feel bad about yourself so you kind of like want to shut down seeing all that kind of stuff like it's kind of just made me not want to do stuff like i i just didn't want to post anything about like my music or starting up new podcasts i've been backpacking like every single week in the county that i live in and i'm quarantined in and I don't post any of the pictures or talk about it just because I feel like people, I don't know, they just don't, they don't want to see things happening. <laughs> they don't want to see you doing things with your time. I don't know. Does yeah. that make sense? No, that totally makes sense. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a double-edged sword right now because I, I feel like you have people really pushing like this idea of having empathy for others out, but at the same time, I kind of feel like there's more than one way to accomplish that. Like we can be out, like, you know, making the best out of a situation and still have empathy for people that are like not having such a good time, but it, it's, it's difficult because it's like, I don't know. I don't ever want to like alienate people because no, I'm trying, I'm trying to be productive. It's like, like you said, you know, my productivity doesn't mean that you have to be productive. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I think collectively too, people are kind of just going through like weird stages of grief almost. Like you have some people that are like in the bargaining place right now where they're like, this isn't fucking happening. I don't want to deal with it. And they're fighting it tooth and nail. And then you have people that have realized, you know what, like shit is completely out of my control. I'm just going to try and live the best that I can. And I feel like the hard part is that so many different people are in different stages. And at the end of the day, like we can't really make everyone happy. <laughs> No, no, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just kind of like, well, fuck it. You know what? Like I I have time and I don't want to be in a place where I'm wallowing anymore. So if I can find other people that are like Mm -hmm. moving past that stage of, you know, wanting to like connect and have conversations, then like, let's do it. And then maybe other people feel more encouraged. Maybe they won't. That's okay. Either way. (laughs) Yeah. I I was hoping that that would be the case is that me doing something would encourage others. Like I was doing the quarantine covers that, um, you know, and I did like a Ty Siegel song. I did the Misfits and then Kelly uh, sang the Rebel Rebel from Bowie. And we posted all of those and stuff. I got the idea from a local band out of Reading called Gringo. Shout out to those dudes. <laughs> Gringo music on Instagram. Those guys rule. Um, yeah, that like he was posting all kinds of stuff and just like cool. Like he did a Pixies cover and he did a Dr. Dog song. And uh, like, I just thought it was really cool and it was a fun way to spend the time. So I started doing it and I started posting it. And like, it just like seemed like it just got, I don't know, just no, no response whatsoever. <laughs> and <laughs> I know that it's not, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because, uh, of what I said, or maybe that's just what I'm interpreting it as, but that's the way that I feel about it. Maybe it's just that I haven't been so into social media at all that my posts are kind of getting like 
suppressed. Yeah, because, people were always uh, like the Instagram algorithm. <laughs> yeah, that's what Kelly said it was. Maybe you know, maybe I should just stop talking about it. Maybe I'm just too bitter. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, but I mean, that was just like <laughs> that. That's just one in like instance that I have as an example, and I guess it just rubbed me the wrong way because it hurt my feelings because I worked really hard on the scrap and <laughs> and nothing happened. Um, because I don't, I, the, the idea of just like living in a dark, nasty place just sounds like a bummer, but living in a tree sounds like Tarzan. And I already have three hammocks that are all like kind of tiered out that me and Kelly put together. And I already like, kind of feel like a little bit of an ape man. So tree it is. That's pretty dope. Like I always look at these rich people that have all this money to build like adult tree houses. And I don't usually feel super envious over people that are able to do cool shit like that that's one of those things that i was like damn if i had more money i could have a fucking like adult treehouse <laughs> <laughs> it's just like dumb shit that you wanted as a kid and then you grow up and you're like i could do this one day and then you realize no i can't i don't own amazon yeah with like a giant slip shot on it that's made out of like a bra yeah, like some blank check level like fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would you rather relive middle school or like skip straight ahead and be in your 60s? Oh, relive middle school. I would fucking crush it. <laughs> See, oh after- my God. Could you imagine? I would, just, I would just like walk into science class and just be like, Mr. Kruska, this place smells like banquet Salisbury steak and I hate it. <laughs> Oh, I haven't thought about the Kuskinator in a in the long morning. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 7.30 in the morning. It's too early for Salisbury Steak from Banquet. Okay, so is this just like a pioneer middle school, like urban legend, or did he really have a cot like in his teaching like closet area? I never saw it, but as an owner of a cot, I will tell you that they fold up really small. So he could hide it anywhere. He could so, hide it in, the, in that like styrofoam ceiling. You know? He probably he probably had a cot. I feel like he had a cot. He probably did. It was probably just like um, there's probably just like a couple of two by fours with some foam over the top of it on four legs that were made of like the Salisbury steak <laughs> banquet TV dinners. I feel like one of the shittiest things I ever did when we went to that middle school was I helped this kid whose name will not be named uh, catch a bunch of bees and put them in a jar, and then we released them into his classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I think I know. Does their name uh, rhyme with uh, Shane Grown? No. Um, it was, it was our, I'll, you know what? I, I have the capability to like go in and edit stuff in post production. So I can just bleep their name. <laughs> had Kuska as a teacher. <laughs> it's just because he is an ass. He was an ass. Yeah. I had him. He was exactly what they say he was an ass an ass okay so we're stuck in isolation right now if you could only have music or you could only have books for entertainment which one would you pick music i'm a musician i'm not a writer so if i didn't have music i couldn't write it and i spend more time uh, playing music than i do listening to it fair as of late super fair okay 
So I guess we have reached the point in this weird recording thing where we can go ahead and talk about, you know, why you're actually here and what you would like to share. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I have this, uh, I have this, I was, I was just uh, backpacking with my friend on his birthday and we were talking about times that were really embarrassing. (laughs) And I, I was reminded of this time that I, I failed <laughs> at at making humor <laughs> and it was really embarrassing and it, honestly I'm just barely not raw enough about it to talk about it but it happened a few months ago I was working on my friend's van he uh, has a van who it, and it's basically the same one that I have the Ford E250 and he wanted me to like put some stain on this board that he was going to mount up on the wall and um <laughs> I was like, I need something to rub the stain onto the wood. You know, I don't have any, uh, I don't have a paintbrush or a sponge or anything like that. And he's like, he just like reached into his closet and grabbed a random white t-shirt and he just handed it to me. And I was like, cool, you know, like nothing better than a dingy white t-shirt. So I take it outside and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, it's a medium. That's the same size that I wear, you know? So um, I cut off the belly portion of the, of the shirt to use as like a wad of cloth to dip the in the stain and then rub onto the piece of plywood that he had, he was having me stain i cut well i cut the the t-shirt that he gave me into a belly shirt and then i stained the piece with the other piece that was like not the wearable like the waist part you know the midriff okay so i <laughs> i um i put it on and i was like you know it'd be really funny is if i put that t-shirt on now and then wait for him to come out so i i put on the belly shirt and i'm standing there and i'm just working and i'm like waiting and i'm like sitting on this i'm like these sawhorses like all seductively and stuff for my friend who uh we'll just call him uh let's call him kevin <laughs> uh i was so i was leaning up on this uh i was leaning up on this sawhorse and i like hold and i was like looking at the uh piece of wood that i had stained and i was trying to look all seduct- seductive and sexy and i had the little t-shirt midriff thing on and my friend came out and he just like i mean kevin <laughs> <laughs> he just came out and he uh just looked at me and just stared at me as if like I was just just you know like like I don't know like I wasn't making a joke and I was like look look dude the shirt's still good and he just stared at me and he was just kind of like he had this look on his face like Jesus Christ like he couldn't he, he just didn't even want, like he was embarrassed that I was there with that shirt on so he like I just showed him the thing and I was like, look, man, I stained the, the wood and he's all good job. And then he goes back inside and I just felt like an idiot for three days. And I was like, you know, like I thought that it would be funny. It's, and it, I didn't even like explain it. Like once he looked at me, he just looked at me like, God damn it. What the fuck? And he just went inside and it was embarrassing. And I just put my regular shirt on and I just went back to work and I didn't even mention it. And we never talked about it since. How do you not laugh at that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at it now. But when it happened, I was like, I really... No, I, I mean I, him. Like, why was he not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And maybe just because I've uh, I spent so much time over at his house because I, I worked for him all last summer, like watering his uh, tomato plants because he works on a, a legal tomato farm. Okay. And... Um, 
And I was like always going over to his house in like short shorts, like tiny, tiny baby booty shorts. You know, like they should say juicy on them, but they don't. They're that short. And I'm that juicy. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin shorts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to put a brand on it. But yeah, I would, so, I would, so I guess he probably just thinks that I'm kind of gay, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, there's like no yeah. shame in that, but. There's, there's no shame in it, but it's like, I was trying to make a joke and I, it was a total failure. Yeah. You know, I've been in situations where it's like you're trying really hard to like almost put on this bit. And you're like, this person is going to think this shit is so funny. You're like, there's like a buildup in your head where you're like, this is going to be so fucking hilarious, right? And then they walk out and they're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it was. Like, he just, he just came out and I was, and he kind of caught me off guard. Like, I was expecting him to walk up and I would know he was coming and I would be able to like, make it very obvious that I was just kidding. You know, and just joking around. Like I would come out and I would just start like being like, oh, you know, Kevin or whatever. And he would just be like, dude, oh my God, I can't believe you. Blah, blah, blah. And it would just be funny. And then it would be, and then it would just be that. But instead, like, I was just like, oh, I stained this. And I was wearing the shirt and he just looked at me like, oh God, what are you, what are you doing here? And then, um, yeah. And then I just had to explain to him like, while still wearing the shirt, very embarrassed. Like I had to talk to him like, because he was my boss. So I had to just talk to him like a normal person, but still wearing the shirt. So I was just like, yeah. So I was thinking that after I stained this board, I would just put it right here using this kind of screw. And you know, I'm like with my fucking tummy out, just looking like an idiot. (laughs) I just had to like, with a straight face, like be all professional. And it was just not cool. I, the only thing I can really like I don't know, relate that feeling to is like when a stand-up comedian goes out in front of a live live audience and just completely bombs. Like that yeah. level of like this is this is not funny. I, I don't understand what you're trying to do here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are you trying to accomplish? And that's and that's really, I mean, when you look at failures, and this is something that I was gonna bring up because I'm just I'm gonna be that guy who gets philosophical yes please like (laughs) but like you know when it comes to failures like what is truly a failure I mean because the intent was to make others laugh and now when I tell that story I make people laugh so the intent was to make people laugh I just didn't make the guy that I originally wanted to make laugh laugh and he didn't so that was a failure but now I tell that story and people laugh so if the intent was to make people laugh, then it's not a failure anymore, right? Exactly. I mean, isn't that how most people write stand-up bits? If you think about it, it's based off of experiences that go like terribly, terribly wrong and make us feel humiliated. So then we're like, you know what? I'm going to find a reason to fucking laugh about this thing that made me super uncomfortable. So I'm going to tell it to everybody. And then I'm going to like maybe, if this was me, uh, add some extra bits to help it sound extra ridiculous just for laughs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the whole like a tragedy plus time equals comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny now, but like, like it's one of those things where you're, uh, you, after something like that happens, like on the drive home, I was just smiling, but I was also screaming Uh because I was laughing at myself and I was just like, and I just, uh, the whole way home, like just screaming at the top of my lungs out of sheer frustration and sadness but also you know I was laughing at myself yeah that's 
that's relatable when <laughs> I'm like trying to think of a specific instance where I know something like this has happened to me exactly before and I can't pinpoint one, but I know that, I know that feeling like very well of just kind of like, I don't know, it, it's just like moments where you really kind of put your foot in your mouth and then you, <laughs> yeah. at the time you're like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And then you have, I don't know. I like to think of it as the initial cool down period where I'm like, it's fine. People are probably not going to fixate on this thing as much as I'm fixating on this thing. And then that effectively turns into a spiral of like, why the fuck am I like this? Why does this keep happening? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should just, uh, I should just go for a vow of silence for the rest of my life. Like this is why I don't go places or interact with people or do things, but then inevitably I get over it and it happens again. Yeah. Just yeah. Luckily, luckily we're all under quarantine, so nobody can embarrass themselves. I mean, that's fair. Except <laughs> I did it at work the other day. Like I, so my work is considered essential right now, but uh, I did have a moment where like we have a specific sort of dress code at work and I like got up, like went to the bathroom, went back to my desk area and realized that I had like the bottom of my skirt textbook like tucked into my underwear for the entire half of an afternoon (laughs) and I'm just like thank fucking like whoever that we're in quarantine right now so everybody's limited to their areas and hopefully nobody saw like half of my ass for (laughs) the duration of the afternoon but it was just like this isn't the first time this has happened to me at work either where I'm just like, how do you how do you not function on a level to where you can make sure that you are clothed decently? Wait, that was that was the second time that's that was the happened? second time it's happened. Oh, you're gonna get a call from HR. They know that you're doing that shit on purpose. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my job, not from corona, but from inadvertently tucking my skirt into my underwear like an idiot. Flashing your booty to the whole office. And the whole office, yeah. Of, filled with women. <laughs> it's it's you know it's 2020 it's 2020 you can flash your ass but you know i mean everybody should just walk around with their ass hanging out 24 7 anyway i feel like the world would be a better place if that was a policy but i'm not in charge i don't make Uh, well you know i I walk around naked all the time and nobody seems to complain around my house not even my grandma (laughs) i live on a, a you know a legal tomato farm so it's like we can pretty much just be we're out in the middle of nowhere so i can pretty much just be nude whenever and i choose to uh, exercise that right on your tomato farm on my legal tomato farm <laughs> legal tomato farm i think the name of this episode is going to be legal tomato farm <laughs> <laughs> yes kind of life during a pandemic shelter in place is not the most van lifey thing that i've done because i feel like the opposite of that would like almost be true but i have no experience with van life at all it's just kind of like i i don't know i've been in this place where i've been reflecting about like this whole i guess less is more mentality because you know things like income and how am i going to pay for shit come into play when we hit this level of like global pandemic and I'm just very much I don't know I guess my idea has been like how do I live with less or like do something like on a smaller scale like van life so 
I guess where I'm going with that is that it almost seems like that would be like a great opportunity for van life, but no, because everything is closed. Well, I mean, just, I mean, if you're going to stay in a place like where you live, like the central Valley and you're going to stay in, you know, whatever County you're in, right? there's going to be plenty of stuff that you can go around and do. But in Trinity County, where I'm, where I live, mm-hmm. you know, there's like the Trinity Aldi, tr- <laughs> Trinity Alps wilderness area. And that's like a bunch of, um, trails it's a bunch of trail systems and that's in the county that i live in but all the campsites are closed so i mean you could drive from city to city but it's so rural like the whole county doesn't have a stoplight in it there's no red light in the whole county they like petitioned against it (laughs) they were like we don't want stoplights so they just put in a four-way stop sign where the one most traffic corner in the whole county is that's wild. So there's, no Walmart, there's no Target. There's there's nothing like that. So van life would be extremely hard if you're sheltering in place the way that the governor has okay stuff. Because that was my next question. I I know like here in you know things are starting to open up a little bit more. Um, and now the governor's like released a statement of we're going to like let individual counties kind of have their own. I guess, timeline for like opening and allowing things to be more accessible to people because obviously like the number of cases per county is going to vary or whatever. So he's going to give a little bit more power back to counties to do what they want. Do you think that that'll change things a little bit or do you think it'll be kind of exactly where you are until I guess we're fully open? Uh, well, for, for the county that I live in, um, not a whole lot has changed. Mm. Like the, the smoke shop has closed and the bookstore has closed, but okay. those, those are really like the only things. And the bookstore is going to open up this, actually it's going to open up this Friday, Friday. Yeah. Along with everything else, I guess. Okay. Um, except for, I hope, I don't know anything about the smoke shop. I really hope that that does. Cause I'm like out of supplies mm-hmm. <laughs> that I need, <laughs> that I need. And yeah, that that's but that's really the only difference. There's still been like I like I said, I've been going and doing all the backpacking and the trails that are in my county, and you know I run into people and I stay six feet away from them. Right. I also always keep a bandana around my neck so that I can put it up over my face if there are people, you know. And I try to like always get six feet from them when passing on the trails. If, if I'm in a group, I try to keep it in a tight pod, all that stuff. I do all the leave no trace things like that. But when I stop to talk to people they always tell me that they're from somewhere else, like from Humboldt County, from the Bay area, from Sacramento, from Shasta County, like all over, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of sad, especially because like, as a people, here's, here's another miserable failure, toilet paper everywhere. People got to stop shitting right on the trail and near water sources. (laughs) That would really be cool if they would stop doing that. Yeah. So, okay, that makes sense. I, I think that that answers kind of where I was going with that. So the whole point of van life essentially would just be to be a little bit more mobile and now you can't be mobile. So yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you know, and another, um, like, you know, thing that's kind of, I guess it's all just based around all of my failures are really mostly pandemic based, I guess, because I just had a lot of travel plans, mm-hmm. but you know, which is fortunate. I should, I'm, I'm not complaining and saying that I'm, 
you know, saying that I have it so bad. Like I know that a lot of people are worried about like losing their stuff or like they can't pay their bills or anything like that. A lot of people are, you know, worried about food and I'm very fortunate that like just my fun plans <laughs> that I have are, are canceled. But I mean, like, you know, I was planning on doing the PCT next year and I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Right. And I think that like, the thing with being in this kind of a situation is just that everybody is affected on so many different levels. And I think it's okay for people that maybe aren't like, I don't know how you would say, I I don't want to say fully suffering, but you're not experiencing like the same financial hardships or like lack of food resources that other people are like, I think it's still okay for you to have space to be bummed out about that shit. (laughs) Right. Yeah. This is my episode. If you want to complain, get your own. (laughs) Well, ultimately, like you've adapted to living in this lifestyle, so you would be able to like have the opportunity to have that lifestyle lifestyle, and now effectively, like that's not going to be the case for a set period of time. So I, I wouldn't like categorize that as a failure, more so as just like a disappointment of you know being in this situation in general. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm just using the word failure because it's your title. Oh, for sure. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Failing Miserably. Just one more time, I wanted to say thank you so much to Terry for joining me on this episode and to both Terry and Kelly for writing and producing and recording the really cool new intro that I'm just still super stoked and excited about. I hope that you all have a great week. Have a great Mother's Day. And I am looking forward to failing miserably again with you same time next week. Love you guys. Bye.